If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. The Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye. Come one, come on. You're listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Thank you for putting me first. Hey, well, you know what, Joel? You're that kind of guy, and you're just amazing. And I feel like you're better than me. You know, and that's what nice guys do. You're a horrible liar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, I'm just trying to be a teammate. You know, I'm a pass first kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I'm a point guard at heart. You know, I'm not like these new guys out here shoot first. I like to pass first, so you'll be yeah. my shooting guard. Well, based on how good my brother is at hockey, I pass first because I suck. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, there you go. There you go. So we compliment each other. Right? That's good. We're, we're two giving guys. So uh, since we're in the giving mood, why don't you give me our, our article for today? So this article, uh, Ontario Children Gain Learning Benefits from Full Day Kindergarten, uh, found in the Globe and Mail. Why did you send that to me? What popped out? Uh, I think... You know, I thought this was an open and shut case, but it seems like they're uh, bringing it back and saying, okay, well, no, um, this is a good thing that we would um, be sending kids back to school full time. And I was just like, well, okay, let's, let's, let's take a, a deeper economic look at it. Um, was there anything that jumped out at you particularly? Um, so, you know, right away, I actually, I don't know how I got there, but I found another article that I thought really highlighted the uniqueness of this Ontario model. Um, and and I, I think it really helped me contextualized i mean a lot of these things were in the globe mail article but it helped me contextualize so um first being that like eight canadian provinces offer um full day to five-year-olds and the rest uh, of the provinces offer part day whereas ontario was introducing full day kindergarten for four-year-olds and five-year-olds obviously um they also had so now it'd be integrated through a teaching team an ece and a kindergarten teacher uh, and I think the other thing was that that I, that I actually really liked was that the the kids would actually roll through for two years with the same teachers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, I think the thing that stuck out to me or that I didn't like um, was the whole idea of this uh, play based learning um, and how. Yeah, that's that's what we're sending our kids to go to school for, and I thought that was. Uh, somewhat foolishness what did you think yeah i was like complete opposite to me because i mean i would say i'm i've listened to a couple ted talks from people from like a homeschooling perspective i mean i think i I was listening to a guy who was a kid who was like 13 years old saying he was diagnosed to be on the spectrum uh, for autism and then doing homeschooling really was able to 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 excel so when i saw the play-based thing i was thinking more along the lines of you know getting away from that traditional teacher centered model and and i was encouraged to think like okay they're thinking outside the box maybe in the way that homeschooling environments would okay (laughs) that's nice but okay here's my (laughs) here's my thing when i think of school and education i think of, of of a rigorous academic outline that includes math and reading and writing and it kind of threw me for a loop that, you know, you're sending our kids, they're sending the kids to school and, you know, 
You're sending them there to do GI Joe with the Kung Fu grip type learning. And to me, that's just nonsense. Like I, I, I know a scam when I see one. I know, you know, you can do that in the playground. That's not necessary. Yeah, fair. But I mean, I would say that I was thinking that, you know, you're really giving kids an opportunity to, to potentially develop cognitive skills in a different, in, in, you know, I think of the teacher centered scenario where, where they're, you know, the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you talked about it with me personally, where like, you know, in school, it's like, if I had the wrong kids in class, was it possible to, to act up? And I'm the same way, you know, I'm always trying to make someone else laugh. Mm-hmm. And so the bigger the class, the less, the more teacher centered, the kids in the back are intentionally sitting in the back. Right? right. So to me, I'm thinking the cognitive skills really come out when you're engaged. Right. 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 Well, okay. I'll just lay down this, this criteria for you. So um, RC Sproul says that, um, there is no such thing as a neutral education, meaning that you can't teach every single thing to every, every single way. So in that, um, all education is biased. So it always gears to a particular end. And I feel like um, the play-based learning wasn't clear enough, right? So that that's why I'm saying it's not beneficial um, to um, send your kids to school full day when all they're really doing is playing. Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I, I mean, I can appreciate the concern about, you know, you know, to some extent having glorified daycare. And, and actually, that's one of the, uh, the things the article brings up. Like, that was the initial criticism from parents. Like, mm-hmm. are we just paying for glorified daycare or, you know, expensive daycare? And you know, for me, I'm thinking of it more like play-based learning with less direction is actually allowing the teachers to identify how the student's best going to learn. And again, that's something that, you know, obviously a homeschooling scenario where you got one student and one teacher or small number of students and one teacher there, you have that ability to, to tailor the education to the, to those students. But to, to kind of, you know, agree with you that, okay, fine, like, is this, you know, and where I think the article really falls short is they're, they're comparing against, in essence, the part-time model or the, the five-year-old only model, you know, but the question isn't really, is this the best scenario? Is this the best thing? Are we really addressing the problems? Right, right, because uh, the problem, just to be clear, is that you, the, 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 the school system wants to create a, a smooth transition from kindergarten to grade one. And so I guess they feel like, okay, adding, um, adding a year for four-year-olds will help the transition um, be even smoother. Uh, this was uh, something I took from the report um, from the um, Ministry of Education and on the report. And they said, uh, A primary goal for the introduction of the full-day kindergarten was to impact 2009 development assessments that indicated that 27% of the children in Ontario and a similar percentage across Canada are, vulner- are vulnerable when they enter grade one. They have learning, health, and behavior problems that are likely to interfere with their academic achievement and ability to get along with others. 
So my main question was, what are those problems? Because 27% of children in Ontario, that's not a lot. And it uses the word vulnerable. So it's not even to say that they actually had these problems um, of health and behavior. It's just potentially. Yeah. Like these are like a, a, a potential issue. So it kind of just threw me for a loop that, you know, 27% of the kids are potentially in trouble. So that's why I'm, I'm not really buying um, this whole report. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hear, you know, we, I think I, I want to touch on the, the, the impact on the 27% in a, in a little bit. But, you know, I would like, you know, I want to, the one thing I thought the article did a really good job was at least identifying some of, you know, how did the performance in um, the full day care for two years compare with the, the five-year-olds? And, and the way they structured this was that it was, it was in, unro- uh, rolled out in a very phased approach. So it actually gave them really good sample populations to kind of go, how did this group in this scenario do versus this? And, and having similar curriculums and, you know, uh, and, and the Ontario Institute for Studies in Education at uh, U of T said that uh, for 600 children through the primary grades, they found the full-day kindergarten learners are significantly ahead in reading, writing, and number knowledge, which, you know, you think about, okay, you had one more year of learning. That's not surprising. But I think where it really becomes evident is they're talking about the self-regulation and that um, children enrolled in all-day learning programs showed significant gains in self-regulations or self-regulation which was a primary indicator or, or foreshadows their ability to do stronger in, later in school. And I mean, just think about it, right? Like the kids that have the discipline to not play video games until their homework is done are going to do better than the kids that come home and play video games until they're ready to fall asleep. Right, right, right. No, no, totally. Um, it's funny because um, that's usually the argument um, I would use for homeschooling. But I don't, but I don't think um, that public school is a place for that um 30 kids in a class a one to 10 teacher ratio i like i remember myself in class right back in the day you know if there were certain guys in my class no work was getting done (laughs) right you know what i mean like like i'm i you know you know i'm a class clown but you know it's terrible when you have like more than one in the same class (laughs) that's like the golden state warriors you just 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 drive and kick you know what I mean? It's just it's just a problem. So it's one of those things. I don't I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's helpful for a kid who who who's a follower, right? It's it's just not helpful um just to be around guys that are going to be distractions. So I don't know if I'm buying this whole thing about um the full day kindergarten. Well, I mean, I would say where I agree with you is coming down to like the concepts of what is the the real benefit, right? Um, and and how and what's the, you know, what's the significant, you know, what is it doing to culturally, right? So some of the aspects of like taking a kid out of the house at four instead of five, like are there family life aspects that are negatively going to impact the kid? You know, socially, let's not just look at academically, right? Um, and, and this other side of it being like, okay, 27%. Okay, well, there's no real quantitative impact to say like, okay, of this 27%, we think we've lowered it to 20 you know, any, and even if they lowered it to, to 15, you know, what's the cost that my big thing, you know, being economically minded, being financially oriented, it's like, what's the, the, the cost benefit side of this, right? Is this the efficient use of, of taxpayers money? Are we just growing our budget because government's like, well, we have one more thing that we think is good, but 
who's to say it's better than spending a little bit of money to educate parents that, hey, here are the things that you're going to need to do with your child to prepare them for grade one. You know, what things can you incorporate in the home life to develop their cognitive skills, to develop self-regulation, you know, so that, hey, guess what? Five, five-year-olds five full-day kindergarten is sufficient with XYZ and actually is better than four and five-year-old kindergarten. Because to your point, maybe now they're developing too much play orientation that when they go to grade one, they're like, this is boring. Right. Or, or, or they don't know what's going on. Um, but I, I think we're almost saying the same thing, but there was something kind of fishy, um, <laughs> that I found in the report. So i you know, I was reading, I was reading the actual report that they, they, they wrote up and, um, you know, I, I checked the footnotes, um, like a, like, like a, like every good historian should do. And, um, I looked it up and so they referenced, um, the science of early childhood development, uh, from Harvard University. And so I found the report and I, I looked it up and the report had a section for policy implications, right? So the things that stuck out were a balanced approach to emotional, social, cognitive, and language development will best prepare all children for the success in school and later in the workplace and community. And supportive relationships and positive learning experiences begin at home, but can also be provided through a range of services with proven effective, effectiveness factors. Babies' brains require stable care, sorry, stable, caring, interactive relationships with adults. Any way or any place they can be provided will benefit healthy brain development. So right there there's two points from the policy implications from the study that they claimed that they were reading pointing back to the home pointing back to the community so at that point i was just like okay you know what no no i i i know a scam when i see one game recognized game i i get it now it's 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 not for real to me it's not man and that's why i think joel that yeah at some point we have to kind of take a step back and say okay well you know what for those parents who are listening, um, yeah, you're, you're still, you, you still have an impact on, on how well your kids do. Yeah, right? well, I mean, I think, you know, what you're getting at, too, is like the, what the, the policy implications are hinting at, but, and I would say no one's really talking about in this article, is what has more of an impact, right? It, whether it's, is the home life have more of an impact, right? Like, again, you know, come back to this 27%, why are they at risk? Right. You know, there's no identification of the cause. And I and I, you know, you'll hear this from me over and over again. When you look at government oriented solutions, it's identify the problem. What can the government do to solve it? There's a there's a lack of let's follow the rabbit trail, figure out what is the causal factors? What are the true causes that like they're telling us the causes of doing better? And we saw those increase, but they're not really talking about the cause of of why these kids are considered vulnerable. Of that 27%, is it because 25% of that 27, 25% are found to be in homes that are unhealthy? So play-based isn't really going to resolve that their home life is unproductive. Now, obviously, 25, I'm over-exaggerating for, to make the point. Right, right. No, I get it. I get it. Um, now, I was looking at an article from uh, Scott Masson um, on education. 
And I'm just going to read out this blurb real quick. A recent book, What's Wrong with Our Schools and How We Can Fix Them, makes precisely the same indictment of the romantic progressivism at the heart of the Canadian educational establishment at NEDBY. Making such revolutionary suggestions as demanding a pass should be earned, grades should reflect achievement, and that subject matter matters. I'll say that last part again. A pass should be earned, grades should reflect achievement, and the subject matter matters. And the idea of the report not being clear on its objective for the kids makes me feel like I'm sitting under bad preaching. It's just vague, catchphrases getting thrown around, nothing's being defined, no numbers are being quoted. And, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't like fishiness. I don't like vagueness that conveys fishiness to me. It's so, like a motivational speech or just getting you like rah, rah, rah to make you um, feel yeah, more but motivated. It, no, but no, and it, it, it was, it's not just rah, rah, but, but it's the words, words that are not being defined or even words that are being uh, left out, which was one of the things that kind of, um, yeah, that, that kind of threw me for a loop um, with this report. So as far as uh, this being a policy um, from the liberal party and then a liberal institution um, doing the research to say, hey, look, this really is good. Like, remember, when they first rolled this out, people said, yo, this was just expensive babysitting. We're just being taxed for it. Yeah. Right? Government so, subsidized daycare. The article said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, people, I mean, we talk about this all the time in regards to, you know, from an economic principle of incentive that, you know, if, if it's already coming out of your, your, you know, you're paying for it in your taxes, you might as well send your kid. You know what I mean? Like, in a sense, it, you know, for parents who, who, or for, if you, for the families who have broken homes, and when I mean by broken homes, I mean um, in the sense that, you know, parents aren't able to be home with their kids. I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, this works perfect. This works perfect when your mom and dad aren't home. Yeah. I mean, now you're not paying for daycare to go to, to, go to work a little bit earlier. You know, after you've had kids, you're, you're able to jump back in the workforce one year earlier. I mean. You know, I, to your point, like liberal organization promoting it, like say something like Fraser Institute, which is generally a little bit more critical of all government, you know, had they come out and said, okay, actually, this is good. You know, this is an efficient use of our funds. We'd be like, okay, now I need to look at this differently, you know, but, but I mean, you see this all the time with the government, you know, they're promoting their own policies and, you know, not to be all conspiratory, but like you think about it. Oh, guess what? Sending the second parent back to the workforce means more taxes. Mm -hmm. And guess what? This particular organization, which is you know, school boards, basically arguing for here's why we deserve more. Right. And I mean, government organizations generally are motivated to grow their budgets. Right. Right. And, and, and it takes the incentive away from the parents and parenting. Uh, because I know, I know a kid. I don't know kids. And that's my thing. I always say, because I don't have any kids, I don't know what to expect from kids. So I was hanging out with my friend's daughter, and she's two. And I was playing with a pack of um, um, cards, and they were in the deck. And she 
read the, t- the, the cover of the cards and it said bicycle. And she read it at two. Now, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that's a fluke. So then I grab something else and she reads it and she says, thank you. And then she reads another thing. She says truck and red. Right? So at that point, like, I don't know much about kids. I don't even think two-year-olds are supposed to be talking. But, <laughs> some of them barely. Right. Some of them barely. But she can read. Now, how much you want to bet? That those four and five year olds can't read a lick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the fact that she can read at two means she's prepared for grade two or grade one. Like she could skip full day kindergarten <laughs> in grade four and five. Like at, at that Age rate. Minute. Right. Yeah. But think about it. At that rate, if she's reading at two, by the time she reaches three, four, five, you'll forget grade one. She can just go straight to grade six. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, it it, it kind of gives us a, this false illusion that the parent is not needed and that the parent's work doesn't matter. Um, now, mind you, I'm not I'm not gonna paint with a broad brush and throw the baby out with the bathwater because you know some people need the help and they got you know what I mean and and they got to send their kids to uh um to to school and that and that's fine. So you know don't don't feel bad if if if, if that's what you have to do. You know I'm not condemning it. Um, but at the same time, um, as a parent, you should be responsible enough to say, okay, well, yes, you're playing at school. You don't play at home. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Learn your colors, learn to count, learn to clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Learn something, you know, cause yo, I'm not honestly, bro, I'm not down with this play play business. It just sounds like mere nonsense straight up. Yeah. No, I hear you. Cause I mean, I think I'm briefly mentioned this too but before but it's like you know where is your time spent more productively as the child right like where are they really gonna to grow right um you know one of the things for me is really focusing on you know and i briefly touched at the beginning that, that cognitive skills you know you talk about that two-year-old and i'm just like the cognitive skills of that child like the ability to process information you know and and actually re- whether it's reading or, or visually, you know, pointing out different, you know, things, whether, you know, just naming things, right? Maybe you can't read, but those cognitive skills of taking in information and turning it around to actually be productive is, is where I think if that's the goal of this program, okay, fine. I don't disagree that that should be the goal because development of fund- those cognitive skills is, is so fundamental to moving on, right? Like if you think about it, you're sitting in grade one, you can't comprehend what the teacher's saying. Why? Because your cognitive skills are lacking. So again, what is really like, you know, when I look at something like this, who put it out? The, per, the, the school board. So they're promoting them, themselves, right? It's like, you know, when you have a drug, the drug company that put out the report is less reliable than a third party that says this drug is exceptional. Right, 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 totally. Like, you know, of course you're going to sell me your product. Like you're producing it. If you don't think it's good, then who's going to buy it? Mm-hmm. So all you did with this article, and, and, or not so much the article, but the actual but the program. report, the report, the program, you're selling your own product. And guess what? You got no one to compete with. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> well yes, you have no one to compete with. Well, I mean, you can compete with the home. You can compete Financially, with the- you already talked about the disincentive. Um, yeah. And you can compete with the community, um, like it said in, in the Harvard report. Um, that you know the community is still helpful because like again the the play-based learning and 
what is supposed to bring out. So, so these were the highlights of play-based learning. Uh, significant gains in self-regulation, uh, also the ability to focus, follow instructions, and cooperate with peers. Joel, <laughs> they can learn that playing hockey with you. <laughs> Come on, man. Nah, 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 nah. It's probably nah. way yo, more fun too. Yo, I don't like liars, bro. I don't <laughs> like liars. Get that. Get get this. Get this mess out of my face, man. I don't like liars. Come on, Joel. <laughs> you, you do you do you see what I'm saying? Like, if 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 that's if that's the benchmark for academia, come on, man. Get out of here, man. I, yo. Yo, I know a scam list. Well, I, I would ask the question too, not not to dismiss the qualities of any individual that's in the program, but like, who's going to be the best person to teach their kid those things? Mm-hmm. If they're if they have if if they're putting in the effort to invest the time, mm-hmm. you know, who really would have the best effort or best ability to 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 navigate their child's you know differences and nuances around mm-hmm. how to cooperate? Mm-hmm. You know, what's there? There might be particular components of what your kid does. That cooperating, you know, like, okay, he's never going to cooperate when he's holding on to this toy. So let's try and teach him how to cooperate with something else, mm-hmm. right? Like the parents are going to be the most informed educator in as essentially the list of skills you just named. Right. And so to your other point previously, like we're pulling the kid out of the home mm-hmm. for, you know, earlier and now taking potentially the best educator for these skills. And that's why, you know, when I started off to some extent saying like, from the economic perspective, you know, what is the more efficient use of funds? Like, I'm sure it would take a tenth of the funds to educate parents, whether it's printing off worksheets to, or, or printing off. Yeah, sure. Some or, parents or, are going to read or it. how to fry an egg to make breakfast. <laughs> no, because, you know, hey, e- eating is a part of learning, right? Whether you're eating, uh, like my grandma used to make me eat chana, you know, before I went to. School, because you said it was brain food or, or chickpeas. Well, you yeah, know, I was going to yeah, say, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, like, sorry, boy. China dishes, so, man. Oh, God. Like, no, 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 <laughs> no, China, 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 China. You know what I mean? Sorry, my, my grandma's Grenadian. You know what I mean? Shout out, <laughs> shout out to all the Grenadians out there. But no, but, but it, it's true. Like, yes, um, there are things that you can still equip parents for to prepare their kids for grade one, whether it's reading, whether it's, you know, eating breakfast. Um, being disciplined, because you know what, man? If it's one thing that bakes my biscuits is unruly kids. You know what I mean? So you know if they're not behaving at home, if if you know you don't send your kid to school to be disciplined. You know, as a parent, you're not you allowed them. to discipline them anymore. Right, right. But at the same time, you know, parents just think that you know they just dump it off to the teachers, and the teachers are clearly not about that life anymore. Yeah, I mean, right. They, they, like when our parents been, were, like when our parents were young, right? That power's been taken away. Right. Yeah, that power has been taken away. And sometimes parents forget that and they don't want to do that. They don't want to tell their kid no. So when they go to school, the teacher has to reinforce that. But the teachers don't want to reinforce that. So you got to go extra hard and, you know, teach your kids some respect. Right. So it's, it's pretty deep. It's pretty deep when you look at it. But again, like I said, I, I think the parents um, still shouldn't feel defeated. There's no problem with sending your kid uh, to the school, but you should still be ready to counter act um what's being not done Mm -hmm. in a play-based learning system so you think that's like your major you know your major thoughts after the fact like thinking about the article that that really the concern is around parents 
unloading even more of the responsibility. Right. Yeah. And just taking that incentive away. Because remember, you know, you know, kids are still learning. Their brains are still developing. Um, so my thing is, you know, one thing I, I learn about kids when I'm around them is that they're sponges. And they learn things so easily. So why not use that opportunity to take advantage of that window when they are listening and they are paying attention and they are asking those questions? Because, you know, they're only going to ask those questions once, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. th- th- that time is gone. So once they're four and then they go to f- age 14, they ain't trying to learn nothing, right? Yeah. As a parent, you're trying to tell them, you know, to go do this and they're telling you what to go do, right? Yeah, I think for me, the the you know, on top of that, like, is really the financial side of it, you know, like taxes going to go up, you know, if we roll this out across the country, right? Like, you know, more, more things that we're spending money on. And and if, and if it was worth it, if we knew economically speaking, the financial benefit outweighed, or sorry, the, the benefit outweighed the financial cost for society as a whole, then, then maybe it would be worth it. But clearly there's no, there's no goal to really do that in this article. Right, right. I, I thought that I thought that was a good point, and uh, and that's uh and that's a wrap. I think I think I think we hit all the points. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think I think if we keep talking about this article, we'll just start repeating ourselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if anybody disagrees, um, they can clearly, um, contact us. Or, um, yeah, and clearly contact us and let us know what you think. Uh, actually, yeah, we'd love to know and hear what you think, right? Because this is the six cents report. My sense, my two cents, my two cents. Your two cents. But you heard me? Does that make sense?